Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Tom. Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Hope you're uh, listening and uh, subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, and anywhere else that you find podcasts. And you can always catch the video stream on uh, YouTube and Twitch. And hope everybody's following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Just search Catch, Hook, Shoot. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So a lot of lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling this week. First of all, I just want to uh, take time to acknowledge uh, the passing of yet another WWE legend, uh, former World Heavyweight Champion, first ever Triple Crown Champion, uh, Pedro Morales, passed away this week. Uh, like I said, first first ever man to hold the uh, World Heavyweight, Intercontinental, and Tag Team Championships in WWE. Uh, participated in the. Uh, 20-man battle royal at WrestleMania 2 uh, defeated Ivan Koloff for his uh, world the to begin his World Heavyweight Championship reign and just uh, an all-around legend, Hall of Famer, great great competitor. So uh, rest in peace to Pedro Morales. Um, from Japan, we've got a new IWGP champion in Jay White, the uh, the new leader of the Bullet Club, defeated uh, Tanahashi. Um, kind of kind of a surprise there. Um, you know, Tanahashi's only had that championship for a little over a month, so. Um, but, uh, so yeah, the, uh, IWGP championship back in the hands of the Bullet Club. Uh, probably the biggest piece of news this week is, uh, a new signing for StarCast coming up, um, Memorial Day, uh, Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas attached to the AEW Double or Nothing event. Uh, The Undertaker will be making an appearance at StarCast. This, this is huge just because it's, uh, you know, he's a WWE talent number one and it's the undertaker he doesn't make a whole lot of convention type appearances i mean he does you know it's not unheard of he does it once in a while but uh yeah for uh, conrad thompson to you know sign him for an appearance at starcast is just it's huge uh, and according to dave Meltzer, so you know take it with a grain of salt uh the wwe Undertaker's WWE contract is up, and he's not currently scheduled for WrestleMania or for the Saudi Arabia show they have coming up. So, uh, you know, basically, uh, Meltzer is saying that at this point, Undertaker is a free agent, possibly retired from the ring. Uh, but you know, if that's the case, I, I, it's the Undertaker. You know, there'd be a, uh, I, I think there would be a bigger deal made out of it. Uh, you know, he'd have that that last retirement match if that's something that he wanted. I mean, if he just kind of wanted to walk away, you know, fade away quietly, then you know that's what he's going to do. But uh, you know, I would think there would be some kind of official announcement saying you know that the Undertaker is retired. So we'll have to see uh, what happens from there. Uh, it is kind of cool that Undertaker and Sting are both appearing at StarCast. I know that's a match that wrestling fans have been clamoring for for decades, really. But um, you know, at this point, I. I don't think it's going to happen. I know I saw a few people throw out there online, oh, what do you think is the possibility of uh, Taker and Sting, you know, having that match in AEW? And of course, Meltzer chimed in and said zero. So, uh, you know, and that's kind of kind of the, the way that All In came about <laughs> was uh, somebody asking, you know, did, did Meltzer think that uh, Ring of Honor could sell out a 10,000 seat arena? And he said no. And Cody was basically like, well, I'll take that bet. And saw somebody online said you know i wonder how long it's going to take undertaker or sting to say i'll take that bet dave but uh not not counting on that happening but it's always always something cool to talk about uh you know especially for me undertaker and sting are my top two of all time so uh yeah but uh like i said a huge coup on conrad thompson's part getting the undertaker to make an appearance at starcast too 
some AEW news. Um, again, this is all kind of rumor and innuendo here, but uh, basically their upcoming schedule looks like they're going to be having monthly events uh, starting in May with Double or Nothing, uh, another U.S. show in June, uh, their Jacksonville show in July and August. Um, apparently they have a show in London and uh, September, uh, according to this rumor, is going to be the official sequel to All In. Um, I guess the uh, the rumored name is All Out uh, or something along those lines that will be here in Chicago again in September. And then uh, starting in October is when they will be doing uh, regular weekly TV, which that part is not really a big surprise. That's I think that's kind of what everybody figured because that's when WWE is moving to Fox for SmackDown and moving to Friday night. So that's going to free up that Tuesday night time slot, which is pretty much what everybody thinks uh, AEW is going to take since they have copyrighted the name Tuesday Night Dynamite. So it would only make sense that they would start off uh, those those weekly airings in October once WWE is out of that time slot. Uh, tickets for Double or Nothing went on sale this week and sold out in four minutes. And, uh, you know, first time that there's ever been a first day sellout for wrestling in Las Vegas. Um, you know, I, a lot of people are, you know, kind of hating on AEW, uh, especially the hardcore WWE fans, and they're kind of trying to downplay it and discounting them and, you know, really kind of wishing failure upon them, which is just dumb in my opinion, quite honestly. But, uh, you know, the, these guys are no joke, and uh, they, they've got a huge fan base, as, you know, was proven this week. I mean, a four-minute sellout is uh, is huge, and, you know, this is more than a 10,000-seat arena. This is a bigger venue than, uh, than the Sears Center here in Chicago. The uh, MGM Grand, I want to say they they uh, blocked it for 14,000 seats, so you know, pretty pretty good bump in in attendance, I would say, as expected for Double or Nothing. Um, another Double or Nothing match was uh, officially announced this week: uh, uh, Triple Threat Women's Match with Britt Baker, Kylie Ray, and Nyla Rose. Um, should be. I, I have to say, I'm not real familiar with Kylie Ray or Nyla Rose. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of their stuff, other than you know highlights here and there that I've been able to to see online. But uh, you know, I I have seen Britt Baker in the past, and you know, I think all three of these women are going to put on a great match. Uh, some more AEW news: Cody Rhodes uh, underwent successful knee surgery this week, and according to the reports, he will be ready for Double or Nothing. So you know, count on seeing. I would say count on seeing him there. Uh, some other interesting news concerning the Elite uh, was mentioned online that uh, Marty Skrull's Ring of Honor contract expires before May 25th, and this was on on being the Elite where this was uh, where this was mentioned. So I wouldn't be too surprised to see Marty Skrull make an appearance at Double or Nothing. I don't know exactly when his contract expires with Ring of Honor if they'll have time to put a match together or anything like that. But I would, you know, if if his contract is up prior to the Double or Nothing show, I would say it's a safe bet he is going to be there and he will be uh, with AEW along with the rest of the Elite. Uh, some some uh, SmackDown news. Mustafa Ali was injured and had to withdraw from the Elimination Chamber. Uh, was announced on SmackDown this week and he was replaced by Kofi Kingston, which was a bit of a surprise, but uh, a welcome one for sure. Kofi's been in... Uh, you know, really kind of uh, uh, one of the workhorses in WWE for over a decade. And, uh, you know, his, his career, his singles career kind of was up and down. He was in a world title picture for a while. Then he was, you know, uh, 
um, in like the, the mid card picture for the U.S. Intercontinental titles. And uh, he's been a part of a lot of tag teams, been a tag team champion multiple times with the New Day, with CM Punk, with Evan Bourne. So, uh, you know, seeing him get another shot at a, a singles run is uh, is pretty cool. He's definitely more than earned it and uh, had a gauntlet match on SmackDown this week to uh, decide who would be the last person to enter the elimination chamber coming up tomorrow and uh, Kofi lasted about an hour in that match and I mean you know really showed showed what he could do in in case some people forgot because like I said he's been mostly in tag teams um, you know I mean the last few years just with the New Day you know he's worked primarily tag team matches so uh, to see him get that kind of spotlight uh, against guys like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and uh, Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy you know was really uh, was really good to see so I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you know where it's going to go from here hopefully they kind of keep keep giving him a little bit of a singles push because I definitely think he he deserves it Kofi's you know been one of my uh, one of my favorite guys from the the modern era in WWE and I don't, uh, I don't think he ever really got the chance for that main event spotlight because I think, uh, I think he would shine in that position. So, you know, hopefully this isn't just a, you know, kind of, well, we're gonna use him to replace Mustafa Ali, and then, you know, after the elimination chamber, he's just back with the new day. So we'll have to see. Uh, some more rumors going around out there is that uh, Batista has been in talks with both WWE and AEW. Um, you know, I. I mean, I, I don't know how much truth there is to that rumor, but uh, I I don't see him getting a good reception in AEW, and I'm talking about from the fans. I mean, you know, wrestling-wise, I mean, he's a veteran. He's a mainstream star as well. So, uh, I don't know. I just I don't see him fitting with the current AEW roster. Now, granted, that roster's not complete, but, uh, you know, that his name and also Brock Lesnar's name is another one that's been mentioned as, uh, you know, in contract negotiations with AEW. And I, I just don't, I don't know. I can't, personally, I can't see it. But uh, with Cody and the Bucks and, uh, you know, Kenny Omega and the Elite guys running running things over there, I, uh, I'm sure they could make it work if they are able to get, get them signed. I'm sure it would be, you know, they'd be able to definitely make something out of it. Uh, on the Raw side, we've got new Raw Tag Team Champions in the, in the Revival. Um, got their, um, you know, won those titles from uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable this past Monday. Long time coming on this one to, you know, so much so to the point they, they had actually asked for their release. And I think that kind of made uh, WWE management maybe sit up and take notice and say, okay, maybe we need to uh, kind of you know, push our tag team division a little bit more because this is something that people actually want to see. So the the revival, a true tag team, not one of these thrown together teams, um, like uh, like Rude and Gable. I mean, nothing against Rude and Gable; they're both phenomenal wrestlers, but they're they're not. You know, they're not a tag team. You know, um, Bobby Rude was a tag team with James Storm. You know, Beer Money was a tag team. The revival is a tag team. So it's good to see an an actual pure tag team uh, with those championships. Um, for Raw and SmackDown, they both held uh, uh, tag team triple threat matches to uh, see who would enter the women's tag team elimination chamber first. Um, the losers of those matches were Bailey and Sasha Banks on Raw and uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville on SmackDown. So those two teams will be the first ones to enter the elimination chamber for the women's tag team titles. 
Um, another rumor that's flying around out there is that the WWE is trying to re-sign Eva Marie before they move to Fox in October. Uh, I would assume just because of her, uh, you know, mainstream appeal. I'm not going to go so far as to say she's a mainstream star, but, uh, you know, I, I understand the reasoning behind it. I don't necessarily agree with it myself, um, but... You know, I, I made the comment online earlier this week, if they bring her back, it, depending on what capacity they use her, you know, I could see it as being a good, a good idea. You know, use her as a manager. If you for you know if they sign her when they first bring her back, put her in a uh, position of a manager for for somebody could be man, woman, tag team, whatever. Just put her in the position of a manager while she kind of re you know, gets uh, gets used to being back in the ring. Let her work as a manager on TV and let her work NXT house shows to, you know, get back in ring shape, get uh, and just kind of shake off the ring rust and build her skills. I mean, you know, from the time WWE signed her originally to the time she left WWE, her, you know, she did improve a lot. I don't think she took it 100% seriously at first, but then, you know, that did change and she you know i'm not gonna say she would turn into a ring general or anything like that but you know look at her very first wwe match and look at her last last wwe match where she actually wrestled and uh you know there there was noticeable improvement there so if she continues to work if she has continued to work since, since she's been away from wwe i don't know but you know she can she can pick up the skills she's a natural heel i mean the fans you know just have that natural negative response to her for a lot of reasons, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I, I could see it working if it's done right. If they bring her back and just throw her into the women's division to wrestle, I, it, you know, people are going to, uh, it's not going to be pretty, put it that way. So uh, we'll have to see, have to see what comes of that, if there's even any truth to it. Uh, so on the Raw side, we uh, actually had an appearance from Vince McMahon at the end of Raw. He uh, uh, suspended... Becky Lynch for 60 days and inserted Charlotte into the um, WrestleMania match versus Ronda Rousey. Now, you know, we all know this is a work. The 60-day suspension, of course, is up five days after WrestleMania. I'm sure between now and then they're going to, you know, um, Becky Lynch is going to find a way to get back into that match in storyline, obviously. But, uh, you know, this has been going online for a few months already, you know, that it's going to be a triple threat match. So this shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, yet people are still, you know, crapping all over this idea. And, you know, it's if you're going to put the women on as the main event of WrestleMania, I, I think this is a great idea. You've got your top three women competitors in, in this match. I mean... You know, Ronda's got her fan base. Charlotte is just a natural heel, can work against either one of them. She's almost as good of a, a natural heel as her father. And Becky Lynch, the one, you know, is the the hot thing right now. She is like the, the female stone cold, like a lot of people say. So, you know, I, I can definitely see this working, you know, and uh, it, it is what it is, guys. Complaining about it isn't going to change it. And... Uh, you know, WWE has a vision for what they want to do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and see how it plays out. I think it's gonna be a great match with these three. I mean, all three of them can uh, can work in that ring like nobody else. So, you know, at the very least, it's gonna be a phenomenal wrestling match. And I think the story building up to it so far has been great. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how um, how Becky Lynch is able to to work her way back into that uh, that match. So uh, another another interesting note from Raw was the uh, promo by Seth Rollins talking about the uh, 
the, uh, his Universal Championship match against Brock Lesnar. We had Paul Heyman come out and, of course, cut cut his own promo. And Heyman, as we all know, the best talker in the business right now. But uh, Rollins made an interesting comment to Heyman, basically saying he would do anything and everything to get his hands on the Universal Championship to defeat Brock Lesnar, including, quote-unquote, sell my soul to the devil himself. Now, I find this interesting because, you know, a, a lot of people... Uh, and there's other people I, I know that had the same take on it. Um, you know, the the devil himself, that wording just kind of struck a chord because a lot of people would say that uh, the devil himself is Paul Heyman. So could we could we see some, uh, you know, maybe Heyman turning on Brock at WrestleMania? I know this is something that's been thrown around before. I think I've mentioned it before with some of Brock's matches. You know, could he possibly turn on him? I think I might have said it when, he, uh, when Brock was going against... Uh, might have been Samoa Joe or maybe Braun Strowman or no, it was Roman Reigns. I think I said it about, but uh, but yeah, I uh, you know I I could see I could probably see Seth Rollins being a Paul Heyman guy. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be opposed to that, especially if you know if Brock is leaving the WWE anytime soon. Um, I could see them wanting to keep Heyman around because I mean Heyman himself is is a draw, and like I said, he is the best talker in the business right now. So you know, giving him another another uh, client, so to speak, would be you know the way to the way to keep Heyman around because I don't see him going back to commentary or anything like that. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, some new uh, signees apparently reported to the WWE Performance Center this week. Among those are. Uh, a lot of um, pretty big-name indie stars, ACH, Trevor Lee, Sam Shaw, Rachel Ellering, and Karen Q all reported to the Performance Center, so I'm sure we're going to be seeing them on NXT TV sooner rather than later. I don't think any of them need a whole lot of, uh, you know, training, so to speak. Um, you know, I think in their cases, it's going to be more learning how to work uh, the cameras and promo work and things like that, um, so I would expect to see them on TV Probably, if not before WrestleMania, then shortly thereafter. Um, kind of a, uh, um, yeah, another another big story that came out this week, an, an unfortunate story. Uh, I guess Jimmy Uso was arrested in Detroit for disorderly conduct. Uh, he and Naomi were driving and, uh, I guess, made a wrong turn, wrong way down a one-way street and got pulled over. And uh, Jimmy apparently jumped out of the car and wanted to start fighting with police. At least that's a story that's circulating. Um, you know, he was arrested for disorderly conduct, posted bond. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much long and short of it. WWE released a statement saying, hey, he's responsible for his own actions. The, the only time WWE is going to get involved with any kind of legal issues with any competitors is if it's like a domestic violence type thing. Then, you know, like most sports leagues do, they have a zero tolerance policy and the person pretty much be suspended on the spot. And then if they're found guilty of it, they'll be fired. But, uh, you know, that wasn't the case. It was just, uh, breaks down to, you know, he argued with a cop and wanted to get physical and was taken in for it. So, uh, I think it's being blown up to be more than it is. There's, even uh, uh, one website reporting that, oh, he and uh, Naomi are trying to get fired so they can go to AEW. And that is the most, one of the most ridiculous things I've heard. Probably at least the most ridiculous thing I've heard this week. So, you know, it's just completely senseless. There was no, there's supposedly they have a source that told them this. But, uh, you know, it, that, I'll say flat out, I think that is just a crock. I don't believe a word of that at all. Uh, you know, if they... I mean, if they want out of their contracts, I don't know how much longer their contracts are for. Hey, they can 
easily ask for a release they probably won't get it but you know it lets the wwe know that hey we don't want to be here you know rather than uh and honestly I, are you going to get yourself purposely arrested and you know add you know uh, crimes to your record and things like that and you know create a criminal record for yourself just because you want to get just because you want out of a contract i i don't think so that's just really really a stupid thing to say so anyway i'm gonna leave that one alone for the moment uh tessa blanchard had a pretty big week on tv this week um a pretty big friday night actually she uh of course, is part of the uh, Wow Television Show, uh, Women of Wrestling. If you're not, if you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, I strongly suggest you do. It's on uh, Access TV right after New Japan Pro Wrestling on Friday nights. Uh, but Tessa Blanchard did win the Wow World Championship this week, and also on uh, on Impact, also on Friday night, which is on right after Wow on the Pursuit Channel and on Twitch. Um, she had a street fight with Taya Valkyrie, a phenomenal match between these two. Uh, Taya was the winner, but, uh, yeah, that, I, I would definitely say match of the night. Um, Johnny Impact defended the, uh, Impact World Championship in a, a four-way match against Brian Cage, Moose, and, uh, Killer Cross as well on the same show. Johnny K, uh, Johnny Cage, Johnny Impact <laughs> did retain the title in that match. So, uh, yeah, Impact, I, I'm definitely i'm enjoying impact again i'm really enjoying watching it every week um apparently their their viewership has not been real high since they moved to pursuit but i think that's just a matter of you know i don't think that many people have pursuit or people that do have it probably don't even know it because honestly i had never even heard of the channel uh until i you know until they announced the the move which i don't get the channel i watch it on twitch so you know but uh hopefully you know people start tuning in because impact has has come a long way since anthem bought them out and uh you know they're they're making improvements every week and you know i am i can honestly say i am a a fan of impact again um yeah another kind of stupid thing that i want to make small reference to at least this week uh some comments that disco inferno made about women's wrestling saying that he's not a fan of women's wrestling and uh you know it's like the wnba they're the best professional women basketball players in the world but they're still not as good as the guys and you know things like that and he says you know i'll uh there has to be some kind of uh sexuality involved not sexuality but you know it's more based on looks than on talent and things like that and he's like uh you know if somebody is an okay worker but ha- you know has a lot of sex appeal then i'll be a fan of that and just really stupid comments honestly from somebody who has not been relevant in the wrestling business for about mm, 20 years and uh you know, it's just when when did Disco Inferno become an authority on anything in wrestling? I mean, yeah, I understand, you know, Disco was a good worker. I'm not going to take away from his abilities in the ring, but you know what? Steve Lombardi was a good worker. He was also a great producer behind the scenes for WWE, the Brooklyn Brawler. But, uh, you know, I would take I would take his word on uh you know, on the state of uh, women's wrestling or his opinion on women's wrestling over Disco Inferno's. Uh, I mean, Barry Horowitz was a good worker, but, you know, you don't see him claiming to be an expert on anything. I mean, Disco Inferno, at best, was uh, somewhere between a mid-card comedy act and, uh, you know, an an enhancement talent. That I'm sorry, but during his career, that's what he was. I know he was a television champion. He was kind of the... uh, the lackey for the Wolfpack there for a little while in WCW, but, uh, you know, he's not somebody that 
I put a whole lot of stock in anything they say because he, you know, really he's not an authority on anything. And some of his opinions, frankly, are just ridiculous. And the, the statements that he made regarding women's wrestling this week were they were completely out of line and honestly just stupid. So that's really all I'm going to say about that. You know, Disco Inferno, I've never been a fan of his anyway. Uh, his gimmick was horrible. Uh, it was to me. This is totally my opinion now. I don't speak for anybody but myself, but to me, his gimmick was horrible. He was not entertaining at all. Every time he came on Nitro, I changed over to Raw, and that is a fact. You know, I've never been a big fan of Disco Inferno, so that's that. So uh, let's get into previewing the Elimination Chamber coming up this week. Uh, first off, we're going to start off with the SmackDown Tag Team titles. We've got uh, The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos. Now, uh, originally I would have picked The Usos to win this one, but with uh, Jimmy's incident this week, I don't know if WWE is going to be real keen on putting the tag team titles on them at the moment. So I'm going to say I think The Miz and Shane are probably going to retain in this one. Uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, Buddy Murphy's been an awesome Cruiserweight Champion. I've said a million times and I'll continue to say it you know he has really come into his own since moving to 205 live so I and uh, you know he's over with the crowd and he you know he's just, he's the top guy on that show right now so I don't see him losing the title anytime soon I think he's gonna hold it at least until Wrestlemania so I'm looking for Buddy Murphy to, to uh, retain the Cruiserweight Championship in this one but I I'm excited to see this match with him and Tazawa. It's a good contrast in styles. I think it, you know, it definitely has a potential to steal the show, uh, but I'm sure it's probably going to be on the kickoff show, so we'll have to see, but um, yeah, it definitely should be a great match with those guys. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, there's a handicap match, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. Um, I would love to see Finn win this. I would love to see him with a championship. Um, I mean, he's absolutely capable of beating Lashley we've seen that he's capable of beating Leo Rush so uh you know I just um you know with the match that he had against Brock Lesnar at uh at the Royal Rumble you know they need to keep that momentum going for him so I I'm picking Finn Balor to win this one and win the uh the Intercontinental Championship uh, another I don't want to say a throwaway match because you know this is a kind of a feud that's been going on for a little while but uh Kind of cooled off, and it looks like they're trying to heat it back up again. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, just a straight-up one-on-one singles match. Uh, now they did have a you know confrontation on on Raw. On uh, apparently Corbin is still you know in a little bit of an alliance with Bobby Lashley and uh, Drew McIntyre. So we'll have to see if there's any kind of interference from either one of them. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, I mean McIntyre doesn't doesn't have a uh, a match on the cards, so it wouldn't surprise me to see him get involved somehow. But uh, I'm pretty much looking for Braun Strowman to win this one. Could could end up being a total squash match. Um, for the Raw Women's Championship, we've got Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. They've been building this one up uh, pretty much since the uh, the Royal Rumble uh, or the Raw after the Rumble. Should be a great match. Um, I'm a huge fan of Ruby Riot. There's been a lot of people complaining online about this match that you know. Um, Ruby's just kind of being thrown in there, and it's just kind of a throwaway match because everybody knows Ronda's going to going to go into Mania as the champion to face Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Well, yeah, she's going to Ronda is going to retain the title. I'll say that right now. It doesn't mean it's a throwaway match. It doesn't mean Ruby Riot is just being you know 
overlooked or anything like that. This is a good spot for Ruby Riot to be in. I mean, this is her first real main event spot on a pay-per-view. So that that's no small thing. And, you know, this, I think, is her chance to, you know, show the fans, show WWE, like, hey, I, you know what, I can, I can hold this spot. I've earned my right to be here and I'm going to, I'm going to show you that I can, that I can, you know, work in this spot every night if you need me to. So I think it's going to be a great match with Ronda and Ruby. Um, obviously, like I said, I think Ronda's going to retain. I don't think there's any question about that, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it, I think it's going to be a great match and, you know, Ronda Rousey, a lot of people, a lot of people still, try to compare her to Brock Lesnar and truthfully there is no comparison there because Brock 99% of the time is presented to be this indestructible beast who can't be hurt or anything like that now of course that was not the case at the Rumble when Brock fought uh, fought Finn I thought he sold that uh, abdominal injury after taking the hit to the table I mean he it was great because that uh you know, him selling that injury is what made you believe that Finn could actually pull out the victory in that match. So, you know, I definitely give a lot of a lot of credit to Brock Lesnar for for making that match work. But uh, you know, Ronda Rousey has shown she will sell for her opponent. She, you know, has shown vulnerability as far as, you know, getting hurt or uh getting, you know, not having injuries, but you know, being hurt during a match, whatever it might be. You know, she's not that indestructible unbeatable monster that Brock Brock Lesnar is portrayed as most of the time. So I, I really am looking forward to this match because I think it's going to be, I think the matchup between Ruby Riot and Ronda Rousey is a really good one. So I'll have to see, uh, you know, have to see how that one turns out, but I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, and then we've got two Elimination Chamber matches on that show. The first one for the WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston, and Randy Orton. Now, Randy Orton did win that gauntlet match on SmackDown, so he will be entering the cage last. So, uh, yeah, this one, I honestly would love to see Kofi Kingston win. I think it would just be a cool kind of you know, out of nowhere curveball surprise for, for everybody. And I think the fans would go nuts for it. Um, you know, but I don't, I don't see WWE going into WrestleMania with Kofi as a champion, unfortunately, because I, I know he could, you know, carry that title into WrestleMania, especially, you know, with the right opponent. Uh, but I, I'm not thinking they're going to change the title at this point. I think they're going to keep it on Daniel Bryan, uh, at least until WrestleMania. Now there have been rumors floating around out there that once he does lose that title, uh, the uh, the belt is going to be changed again. Of course, Brian right now has that environmentally friendly hemp and wood belt, uh, but the uh, the rumor is that when the the regular championship title comes back, uh, it's going to be on a blue strap for SmackDown, which has been that's been rumored since the brand split first happened and the Universal title was introduced on Raw with the red strap. They've been saying they're going to change the. Uh, uh, the WWE Championship to a blue strap, so this is probably where it's going to happen. So whenever Brian does lose that title, is probably when you'll see the uh, the new look for the WWE Championship. But uh, at the Elimination Chamber, I think Brian is going to find a way to retain. Uh, if the championship does change hands, I would think it'll either be it'll either go to Randy Orton or AJ Styles. Um, I mean, I think Samoa Joe could definitely carry that title i think kofi kingston could and jeff hardy has in the past i think he could do it again um you know i think if 
like I said, I'd love to see Kofi win the title, and I think if they, you know, worked it right, I would love to see a program with Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe going into WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think that would just be a great, you know, I love matches where there's a big clash in styles between guys, and, you know, I can't think of a much bigger clash in styles than Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe. So, uh, but that, you know, that's me. That's my armchair booking, so to speak. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. But what I think is going to happen uh, is Daniel Bryan's going to going to come out of the chamber with the championship and then start, uh, you know, start the build towards WrestleMania, figure out who his, who his opponent's going to be. Um, you know, I mean, the easy answer would be AJ Styles. You know, you know, Daniel and AJ are going to put on a great match. So, uh, but We'll see see how things go there. And then the uh, final elimination chamber, which I would think is probably going to be the main event of the show, uh, is the uh, six tag team elimination chamber match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Um, as I said before, the ones starting off this match, first two in the ring are going to be Bailey and Sasha Banks and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. The other four teams are Nia Jax and Tamina, uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and uh, Naomi and Carmella. Kind of an interesting pairing there. Now, the way that this has been built up, I think, uh, you know, WWE wants everybody to think that Bailey and Sasha Banks are going to be the first women's tag team champion. But the last couple of weeks, you know, you've seen uh, Sasha kind of getting hurt during a match and leaving Bailey on her own. So I'm, I'm, I don't know where that's going. I don't know if that's going to come into play during this match and Bailey's going to be left on her own again and end up, uh, you know, taking a pin somewhere. But it, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time picking a winner in this one because any, any of these teams, honestly, you know, could, uh, could hold those titles, could, I think, make a good run with those titles and have earned those titles. Um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all to see Nia Jax and Tamina come away with those with the women's tag team titles, just because they obviously are the uh, the biggest, most powerful team in the match. Uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan have shown themselves to be a really good tag team in the women's division. They work really well together. They have great chemistry. Um, same thing could be said for Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, although there has been a little friction there with those two, but, uh, you know, they kind of have, uh, gotten away from that. So it doesn't look like anything, anything is ever going to come of that. So, but my, my pick, my gut is telling me it's going to be Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um, you know, I mean, it's the predictable outcome, but I think it's also what the fans want to see. So hopefully WWE takes that into consideration and, you know, doesn't try to pull swerve on everybody. So, uh, yeah, that's my picks for the Elimination Chamber coming up uh, coming up tomorrow night. And, again, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been checking out the show. hope you're listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts. And I uh, hope everybody uh, is checking out the, uh, the video feed on YouTube and Twitch. And I hope you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And uh, so, yeah, next week I am uh, working on uh, getting my first interview set up with a uh, fellow wrestling podcaster, blogger, um, uh, owner of a a wrestling website. I will, uh, I'm not going to give too many details, but, uh, you know, we've been emailing back and forth a little bit. You know who you are. So uh, hopefully we're going to be able to chat next week and I will have that, uh, that interview posted on next week's show. So until then. 
Uh, hope everybody has a good holiday weekend. For those of you that have uh, Monday off like I do, uh, enjoy it. Get you know, get some rest, watch some wrestling, have some fun. And uh, yeah, until next week, hope everybody has a great week, and I'll talk to you guys soon.